0: Okay, one of the things I like, you know, I like about this kind of activation is, you know, sometimes when we are prophesying to a person and we can see them, it's so easy to say things based on what we can see in the natural. And so the thing I like about an activation like this is, you know, God can see their heart. God knows who you're prophesying. He, he knows. And so something like this kind of opens you up to just, you, you can just look, past the natural because you don't know who you're even, you know, so what did you guys think? Any feedback from that? Was that easy, hard, easy? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. Well, now Nicole's going to
1: come. All right. Fun, fun, fun. You guys having fun? You guys learning stuff? All right. Let me stop my little timer thing. All right. So now is the nuts and bolts of how to. So we've been learning about stewarding the heart and the common theme of you have to be teachable. You have to allow the Lord into your heart and let him him deal with issues of heart. But now some of the nuts and bolts. For those of you who have been through the spiritual family class with me, on how to hear the voice of God, you're probably going to hear some of the stuff again, but whenever you hear, and this is for everyone for all times, whenever you hear the word of humility, hear the word and you, and you basically come before the word with humility, it has the power to change you. No matter how many times you've heard a word, you could hear the same scripture verse preached 20 million different ways. And when you, when you approach the word with humility, it will change you and transform you. Okay. So, um, how does God speak to us today? Number one primary is through his word. Even when you're prophesying to somebody, there was a time in my life where, um, I had a prophet give me a word that, and basically he said to me, your gift has basically you have developed past your correct handling of the word and and you're off like I would my seeing gift is very clear always being you know clear so I would see stuff but I would then try and interpret what I was seeing and instead of having a great command of the word to be able to say you know what this is what I'm seeing and then the Lord would add scripture to it or something it was just like I would just prophesy what I was just seeing and there was not an accurate command of the word so you want to you want to know how to prophesy more and you want to be more accurate. It's spurred in truth, spurred in truth, spurred in truth. You spend time with the Father, and you spend time in the Word. And if you're stunted, spend time in the Word. If you feel like I, I, I'm not, I'm hitting a wall. Spend time in the Word. The Word can transform you. So. Um, And how I will perceive, receive when when the Lord is trying to bring a scripture to mind is I'll either remember a story in the Bible and then I will say, oh, this person's probably going through something similar. And I'll be able to, you know, or I'll hear I hear the still small voice, you know, Jeremiah 17. And I know what Jeremiah 17 says and I can say, you know, blessed is the man who's planted by the rivers of that verses or cursed is the man who who trusts in his own strength. And so then then from there, the Lord will, you know, lead me into either. This is somebody in front of you who in an area they're really trusting in their own strength to break through. And so then the Lord will bring me another picture and say, you know, this is what I'm wanting to do. But it's like if I didn't know what Jeremiah 17 said, then it it doesn't help me much. So you really have you, you need to spend time on the word. Right, the still small voice, you know, just like um, there's a difference, some people still hear today the audible voice of God. So it's not like that is not for today. But just like there's the audible voice of God that comes to your natural ears, that's still small voice. It's like the voice of your conscience. And it's really interesting because sometimes when I've been listening to a specific teacher a lot or I've been in the presence of one person, then when I hear the voice of God, they sound like that person. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, you sound a lot like uh, that person, you know. (laughs) But it's that it's um, just like it's the difference when it comes to um, impressions of the heart or visions. It's the difference between the audible voice, like you're seeing something pass before you in the physical realm and the natural realm, or you're just seeing something in your heart. So now I will say this is that, and this is what happened with me, is initially all I got was, and, and primarily I still get just impressions. I very rarely get visions. I've never at once I've had an encounter where it's been open, but it's like to this day, I'm still, but the more you act on it, it's those impressions. It's like, it's like um, something gets put on the screen of your imagination. So it's literally, you'll be praying for somebody and all of a sudden this thought will come in and it'll like stamp itself on your heart. And then as you learn to go with that, then that thought becomes stronger. And and so now I get those thoughts, but I, I know they're not just thoughts. And, you know, it's so often we think, oh, that's just a thought of mine. How about you think, oh, that's a thought of God. Hmm, it may be me. You switch it around. In other words, it's once again, I'm more able to hear God's voice than be deceived. You know, even though we speak about um, people falling, do you know that God's grace so powerful it's more powerful to keep us than it is to make us fall like to let us fall like we we have to get into a position with with daddy where again you'll you'll hear me use this word where we're childlike in our trust you know i i i used to be really scared really fearful of of leaving the Lord. And I was like, God, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna fall from you. This is when I was first a believer. God, I don't wanna walk away from you. I wanna be with you my whole life. And and one day he just sliced through all of that. He's like, um, my ability to keep you is stronger than yours to keep is to to keep me out. Just keep your eyes on me and I'll keep you. And it's that picture of a of a child walking with its parent, the child slips, and you think as a child, you're the one holding onto the hand. Your little hand, let's go. He's got you. If you're a parent, you know you hold on to that kid's hand with strength, you know. And um, so, um, audible voice of God. Um, I've only heard the audible voice of God once in my life, and it knocked me down. It physically knocked me down. I was walking, I was in a cinema, in a movie theater, and literally the uh, it came from behind and it was a physical manifestation where it, I, I heard it and I felt it at the same time and I was on the floor and I, it, I a more miracle. There was nobody around me. It was a short pump, the theaters. I went to go see Shrek <laughs> and I literally, I, I ran to the restroom in the middle of the movie and I came out and God had been, spe- he'd give me a dream about something. He'd been speeding me out something and I was contemplating, uh, not listening. And so, you know what? I also say that sometimes God speaking to you in audible voice is not a sign of your spirituality because that day God was smacking me down. (laughs) So, he still speaks in audible voice. All right, dreams. Um, Dreams is, um, it is a primary way where my husband and I receive direction from the Lord. God is very, very specific in dreams. And, and I'm going to say this, that every bit of, of, um, of prophetic receptors that I'm giving, um, unbelievers can walk in as well. You do not have to be a believer to walk in any one of these. Isn't that interesting? Um, one of the ways my mother is a pre-believer, but God gives her dreams for our family all the time. And we'll sit down and she'll say, she'll call me from South Africa. Hey, are we taping this? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, she'll call me from South Africa and she'll say, she'll say, um, I had this dream. What do you think it means? And we'll, you know, she'll speak to, and then she'll call my brother Rifle and she'll ask him, and and then she'll say, Did you speak to Nikki? You know, and we haven't spoken. And she'll be like, Oh wow. You know, but God really, I mean, she's an amazing lady. God speaks to in dreams. Um, and there are some great dream manuals. Like I would encourage you to, if you if you're getting dreams. As with any prophetic word, if you're faithful with a little bit of reception that you get, like, I have a dream book constantly by my side, a little recorder thing that as I wake up in the middle of the night, I go into the restroom, close the door, so my husband's sleeping, and then, I, and in, the, in the morning you hear this, and I, I was going through the passageway, you know, because you forget the details. It's amazing how much you forget. Flushing. <laughs> <coughs> and there are different things like um, the one thing that's important to remember with dreams is that God has got a language for you and your dream language might be different to the person sitting next to you. And there might be certain things that really resonate in your spirit about somebody else's dream language. Like, God will give Shocky a dream, she comes to me, and she's like, Yeah, I had this dream last night, but God knows Shocky's going to come to me. And so sometimes He gives her a dream in my dream language. And other times she has a dream, and I'll say to her, What does that mean to you? Don't get formulaic about dream interpretation. Because because it's like, you know, numbers mean something very specific to me. But they might mean something different to you. And there there are times, you know, I know of some people, they say, oh, don't go into those dream journals. They're very, I do. You know, some, some, uh, John Paul Jackson has this number means this, this color means that. I look at that. And there's sometimes where I, you know what, that doesn't resonate right. But that, oh my goodness, that does resonate. And sometimes with the kingdom, it's upside down. For example... The, um, the color black. For me, the color black means new beginnings. So when somebody dreams in a dream, and there's this, because I ask, you know, what colors are in there? What can you remember? And they dream, I'm like, oh, I and it, it just it's amazing when you walk with him, like the different, you know, different things. Um, so ask Holy Spirit to give you, especially if you walk um, work in dreams a lot. God, what's my dream language? Help me to start interpreting. Give me... And then when I wake up, I'm like, all right, um, <coughs> uh, Mark Volkler has an amazing, amazing, amazing thing on dreams. It really it, it really is amazing. But the one thing he always does, he, when he is interpreting somebody's dream, he always gets them to repeat the dream twice, which I had never done before when I've started doing. I'm like, tell me the dream. Because the first time, you're kind of just getting the gist of it. And then the second time, you're really starting to delve into it. And then... Um, uh, he always, he said, what is the primary emotion and what was the primary action? Because sometimes you wake up, you're like, you know, this and this and this. What was the primary emotion? Well, I was really happy. And then what was the primary action? It was this. So, um, and then connecting the two, but mock vocal dreams, if you really want to know more about that. So visions and pictures, we've spoken about that. You know, the visions, like... Uh, the, the next one is I'm gonna sort of touch on both is angelic encounters. Guys, angels are part of our lives. They're they're part of the great ecclesia. Um, they live, you know, they're around us, they're they're amongst us. And I remember just recently hearing Bill Johnson interview this man down in South America. They were seeing, you know, a revival down there, signs, wonders and miracles, and Bill was saying, why do you guys get the results you get in us and us in Norbert North American and And the guy said to him, the rival said to him, you North Americans, you know how to operate in your gifts, but you don't know how to co-labor with the angels. You know, many times they say, oh, you heard, you hear a spirit of religion say, you can't speak to angels. That's, you know, Ooh, don't worship them. Well, that means if speaking to angels means worshiping them, then I guess I worship my cat (laughs) or my dog or my spouse your co-labors and heirs. I don't worship the angel, I worship Christ, but the angel has been given. The angels, the host of angels, what ministering spirit, ministering to the heirs of salvation. Um, my family and I are on a journey, and I mean my whole family, my kids, my husband, and um, you know, uh, there's some people we've been listening to, but I, I my God, I want my house to be a stopping station for angels. When they come into the earth, they come to my house because they are welcome there and they get rejuvenated there because in my house, I don't want any darkness. And it's like, um, we, we've started asking, what's your name? Because God spoke to me and he said, many times the angel's name is directly connected to their purpose. You know, um, Psalm 23, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Those are angels. So the other day I was in my, in my house and I can sense his presence. I'm like, what's your name? And he's like, my name is Clarion. And I was like, every time Clarion spoke his name, I was like. And I, I I was like, okay, Clarion, what the heck is a Clarion? So I Googled it. I went online. I looked, what's a Clarion? And it said that long medieval trumpet and it's a call for war. And just the previous week, I'd been to Shocky's house, and I said to Shocky, Shocky, I come into your thing, and I see these angels up and down your road, and they've got big silver trumpets that are long, and they're out there. And I was like, and also the Clarion is to bring clarity. And so now, before I speak, before I go, I'm like, Clarion, I welcome you. You have your way, Clarion. You, I, I, I whatever you need to do, I loose you, Clarion. You do whatever it is you do, bring clarity with what you're saying. And, um, anyway, it's, you know, my, my little kids, we go in there and, um, putting them to bed and, and there's this one angelic being that's in my, my son, my son's bedroom and he doesn't move around. He stays in that room. I've had guests come in and they stay in that bedroom. They're like, Oh my gosh, just something in the room. I said, yes, I know his name, his name is power. My little, my little eight year old. I'm like, Joshua, what's his name? He looked at him. He goes, his name's power mom. And let me tell you, you want to come feel some power? Come to my son's room. <laughs> it is amazing. It really is amazing. So engage. Open your hearts. Open your ears. God, show me who my angels are. You've got more than one. Every single person has more than one. And the angels, they get knitted into the, the, the fibers of the being at conception. Literally, um, an angel will bring down... Like that guardian angel will come down and at the point of conception that that, that it's enfolded in, in that human spirit the angel brings down the, the spirit that is a part of God comes down knits them with with the you know the, the identity of the flesh and um, when you see moms who are pregnant, you see more angels because it's not just their angels it's the baby's angels too so ask God God show me um one last story, I walked, I had um, coffee with a friend of mine recently, and he walked into the Starbucks. I was with his wife, and I, I felt the most powerful presence. I knew it wasn't the Lord, and I knew it wasn't him. And out of my mouth came this, who comes with you? That I, It was just so powerful. And immediately he said, he, started, he, he looked at me, and he started naming off the angels. And he goes, I come with and he named off these three angels. And then he also, he often goes, he belongs to Mahesh Shavda's church. And he said "But I bring with me this weekend Harkin and Herald because this is my assignment in the city of Richmond and this is what I've been called to do. I want to be like that. I know my assignment. I know who's around me. I know what my purpose is. And I come and I come to do the will of my father and I do it with clarity and precision. Physical senses in your body, words of knowledge, basically. You're around somebody, you get a pain, and you're like, oh, I've got a pain. Sometimes you ask the person, do you have a pain in your side? Yes, I've had a pain in my side. Don't discredit physical sensations. Or, I have a headache. All of a sudden I was praying for this person. I just got a headache, you know. For for most of us, we'll be like, oh, Jesus, help me with my headache. Meanwhile, as soon as... And also, here's the thing is that whoever gets the word of knowledge they have the anointing of breakthrough for that person. So don't be like, hey, can you please go pray for that person? I think they have a soul head. No, you go pray for that person. You have the anointing to deliver them. Um I call uh, Holy Spirit flashbacks. I call them uh, this is that moment. Now let me bring in here usually prophetic words. People say, oh, that was a great prophecy, but usually prophetic word, a, a, a truly prophetic word is three pronged. It is, it is, um, parts of word of knowledge. So what is word of knowledge? It's what something that is, I mean, that already was. So this is already taking place or where you are right now. And I'm going to speak right loud. Cause I can see some of you going to sleep. <laughs> 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 okay. Now let's keep going. So usually there's a word of knowledge. with discerning of spirits, with prophecy. And those three together make up a very powerful combination. So whether you're in the burn groups and you're in a group, we're going to do, we're going to practice some of this, the activation after this, I'm going to, I'm going to make you practice words of knowledge, discernment and words of prophecy. All right. So word of knowledge, you, you have prophets say, and I see you've just come through this. That's word of knowledge. Or I can see this about you, that's discernment. But I see this is where God is taking you. That's prophecy. Do you see the difference? All right. So today, I, we're gonna we're also gonna pray, lay hands, and activate and stuff. And I'm gonna pray for all those three to be stirred up and imparted, where um, you're able to. <laughs> Lila agrees. Okay. So the, this is that moment is um, sometimes I'll be in a group of people, and I'll go home, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will bring back somebody's face, and I'll think to myself, wow, they were really stressed, or man, they were really dealing with that, or wow, that person's really angry, and then later on the Lord will either tell me right there to pray about it, or later on be able to minister into that, so don't discredit those little thoughts that come later about somebody that you were with, or in a group of people like somebody i'll be in worship and i'll turn around just to do this and i'll turn around and then five minutes later that thing hits me of this is that all right does that make sense do i need to do my little wow again so you can wake up <laughs> okay nature uh let me just see my time sorry my phone's doing funny things how much time do i've left my phone won't. sorry guys uh, all right four minutes um nature who have you have seen the, the picture of the quadruple rainbow all right so all of a sudden um the number four started streaming like just the body of christ prophets number four dreams four and next thing i saw this most incredible picture of a quadruple rainbow in new york city and basically four being, you know, being the number of creation and God bringing creative, like, breakthroughs into the earth and all this. And there's so many times where nature will, the Lord will use creation and nature to, to show you, give you a sign, you know, of what he is prophetically declaring into the earth. The other thing is the world has an amazing way of prophesying. Like um, uh, you look at what Hollywood is starting to get into hollywood is prophesying folks these movies about people who live forever and and it is it is a mystery that that the church is starting to unlock of people who um uh you know the the, the everlasting ones ever living ones basically where the revelation of how god is outside of time and time is used in the earth as a tool but if if we have eternity in our hearts then we can live outside of time that's for a whole nother day but trust me prophecy uh, Hollywood uh, the change another when when um, the world prophesies remember when Obama came in what was the slogan you know change 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 well God was shifting change into the earth So it's interesting how the church can miss it, but the world can get it sometimes. All right. Then just the other thing is friends. You know, the friends you keep are very important. Listen to me. The friends you keep are very important. It is part of stewarding your heart. And I'm not saying don't be around people who are not sold out for God. But as long as your heart is not getting fed by them. Like you are supposed to be the feeder. When if you are in a relationship and you come to a place, you realize, you know what? I'm really not able to bring a positive change. Then I, I probably, God, what do you? You need a really, God, I probably need to bow out of this friendship or something because if you're being affected. So there was a season of my life where I, was, I would get around this person, and <clears throat> it, it was just so combative. And I, I, I knew I was like. Lord, in order for me to keep my love walk on and to see this person as you see them, I need to to get out of the ring. I need to just totally take myself out of their lives so I can get my heart right, work through the offense and the unforgiveness, and um, be able to come back in with a heart that I can see you as, as Christ sees you. But it is vitally important, the friendships that you keep, because they will block your ability because when you have those right friends and you have you need to be around people who are going to spur you on and challenge you and it's like i get around i get around my friends and they're like oh this is what god's been showing me and this is and it's just another piece of the puzzle and i love it because it's like man that's the piece that i was missing and it just it just um it it makes you whole Like there's a wholeness that God wants to bring through healthy relationships. And so, so many times my friends are prophesying into my heart by being themselves open to what God is doing in their lives. And all right. Prophecy is a normal part of everyday life. All right. I am going to do some.
0: Sure. Um, Just on a practical note, just with, you know, when we're in this sphere of, of just giving people prophetic words, you know, and just give, doing personal prophecy, you know, sometimes we feel like we're not getting anything, you know, and if, if you're in a, put in a situation where it's like, okay, you know, give a word to this person or whatever, All right, this is what happens to me very often, so that's why I wanted to address it. Sometimes I'll get something just hard, it just feels like nothing. It's such a little inkling of something And it feels like nothing that I almost don't even want to say it because it just feels so insignificant and small. But then as I step out in faith and begin to just even the first sentence, even say the first sentence, then the understanding comes and more comes. And it's almost like sometimes I think the Lord just wants to see where our heart's at. Are we willing to kind of step out on the limb? And then often, you know, I'll get more and more and more. And it's like, whoa, where did that come from? You know, so I just want to encourage anyone, if you feel like you're kind of like, you see people and they're just flowing and you're like, I don't, you know, I'm afraid to step out or I don't feel like I can do that. Well, just step out. And even if it, if you get, I mean, I've heard two word prophecies that were so powerful. You know, someone got two words and the person's weeping because it, you know, whatever. And so I, I just say all that to say, don't discount, you know, if we're in this environment where we're prophesying over each other, just, just go with it. and one other thing is if you're wrong or if you're off it's okay because your heart is right your heart motive is right and so if you say something and it doesn't resonate with someone you never know it could be something three years later they think back and they're like oh wow yeah you know what I mean so don't don't go if 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 it's not cluing in with someone or or you're you're wrong or whatever it's okay and so we have to develop a culture where it's okay to to mess up where it's okay to we just be ourselves and we just love each other through it. And um, as long as our heart's in the right place, it's all good.
1: That's great. All right. So in this next activation that we're going to do, the thing that I'm going to encourage you with is keep it short. Just keep it short. And the other thing is when you do get something, if you don't have the interpretation, you just get a word or you get a picture. Say. I don't have the word and I don't have, this is what I'm getting. Don't add your own stuff on because you think it sounds spiritual. Because that's where people get, you know, many times we receive the right thing and then we give our own interpretation and just go south. So um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to explain what we're going to do first and then I'm going to release you into groups. (coughs) I'm going to have you get into groups of five or six, all right? Spouses, I want you to to split up. I want you to try to go with people that you have not, that you don't know. Then you're going to choose one person who's going to stand in the middle of your group and we're gonna, I'm going to have for one minute, you're going to lay your hands on your belly and everyone is going to pray in tongues or just worship Jesus, just in whatever you, you know, just focusing on God. Then for one minute, you're going to be quiet. Just receive. And then you're going to go around the group and you're going to specifically say, now the, f- the first time we do it, I'm going to ask you specifically for a word of knowledge. The second time we do it, I'm going to ask you specifically for a prophetic. So, something that God is taking that person into. All right. So, it's word of knowledge, which is God. And you don't have to help me to get it. You know, it's Father, I'm at peace, I'm at ease. And if you don't get something and you want to tap the person on your other other side and say, keep going, that's okay too. All right. So groups of five or six. And here's the deal is you you can, we're going to move this here, have, you know, a few groups here. Some people can go on stage. Some people can come over here um, and go. Thank you. As soon as you're in, uh, as soon as.